This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey, you. Yeah, just you. So uh, I want to kick off this episode with Rob Decker and myself with reading a review from uh, Cho Dog Woo. He titled it A Great Podcast for Entrepreneurs. And he said, as an entrepreneur, I found that Logan's podcast gives everything. I need to fight head trash and win the battle of self-doubt that creeps and from time to time, it not is the usual. F- oh, he wrote it not, but it's really, I think it's misspelled. He wanted to say it's not the usual fluff interview, and he always tries to go deeper on a deeper level to the conversations with his uh, guests. And I, I love that. Thank you so much, Chodogwu. Um, Check him out. He's got a podcast of his own. Uh, uh, just type in Cho Dog Woo and it'll come up on iTunes or any device. Uh, so I want to plug that in. Uh, really great podcaster as well. And uh, I just, I've got to say that before I get into this interview with Rob Decker, because um, we talk about beliefs, identity, struggle, he has a very similar suicidal um, story that I. Um, also had to overcome and so it was a very hard and emotional conversation to have um and I just I want to I want to talk to you about why this podcast is is all about asking you the the questions instead of giving you the answers all the time and 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 I do that because I think it's living in these questions that actually makes you start looking at your life in a different way. Start really trying to analyze and study yourself instead of just having the answer all the time. Because the answers don't always um, really give us the truth. And if this doesn't make sense, let me clear it up. Have you ever asked a question to somebody, like a teacher, and just by asking that very question, the teacher says, I think you answered your question. If this experience has happened to you, that's exactly what I mean with this podcast. So my curiosity question for you is, what? Is it that you're trying to hide? And I'm going to be totally honest with you because my day felt like crud. Like I felt like I did nothing. While I'm telling you this, I really feel like I did nothing. But at the same time, if I really look back and reflect and think about my day, I go, no, I did, I did, I did enough. You know, I think we as people that want to just go, go, go and work, 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 and we actually start to get anxiety if we don't have something plugged in our ears anymore or if we're not consuming something or if we're not creating something or if we're not working on something. And I just want to ask you, if you have any time, to email me 
logan at logantylernelson.com and just ask me if, or at least, you know, say that, hey, Logan, you're not alone. I also feel like I'm just so addicted to trying to be productive that when I'm not quote-unquote productive, then I feel like I'm, I'm falling behind the pack and somehow I'm in a rat race and this rat race is going to just take advantage of me. Anyways, this is a little bit longer than the usual introduction, but I want to just be upfront with you and, and uh, just just have a little word with you. And, and if there's anything during this podcast that um, makes you feel less alone, please, I understand it takes a little time out of your day, but please leave a review and let me know in the, in the review of how it made you feel less alone. And also... It would be awesome if you hit the subscribe button because that just notifies you that every single time I release an episode, you get notification on it. But please enjoy this interview with Rob Decker and myself. you yeah you just you so i have this question for you and it's what i call a very serious curious question though what kind of story do you want on your gravestone and i know that's scary to think about your death but as steve jobs once said you can only connect the dots going backwards You cannot connect them going forwards. So what if you thought about your bio before anything else? This episode today is going to talk about this sort of subject because my sidekick and I are going to discuss his experience with writing his gravestone story too early. But turning it around and living the life of Rob Decker. And if you're wondering who Rob Decker is, well, he's a husband, a father, a personal trainer, and a health coach. His primary objective is to share his story of a failed suicide attempt that led into a relationship with God. He suffered many years, though, of sadness, anger, and confusion, and he even dabbled with drugs, alcohol, and had numerous bad relationships because of that. To eventually turn it all around into a story of forgiveness, understanding, and love. He developed a deep want to inspire, encourage, and give hope to those who have had similar battles. And I've been talking a ton, and I just kind of want to introduce you, the one person that needs to hear this right now, to Rob Decker. Hey, Rob, thank you so much for coming on Scratch Your Own Itch. (laughs) what's up buddy thanks for having me i really appreciate you having me today oh likewise um yeah we before we started uh we were having that sort of odd side conversation about (laughs) how uh i'm kind of like the younger version of yourself so uh i'm really excited about this whole entire uh, conversation about digging deep into your story and everything like that i am too thank you Let's do this. All right. Uh, so since we get a little vulnerable on here, um, I want to I want to let you pick the one story that you think you need to share, the thing that you struggled with most, uh, and uh, really the thoughts, the few thoughts that led up to it, um, just to get an insider look of what Rob Decker's life used to be like ten years ago or fifteen years ago. Wow. Um, you know, just the, hmm. you know, I, I will tell you the, the traumatic event that took place that led me to where I am today. Um, and I was definitely in a deep, dark place of hopelessness where 
uh, I was in a situation with a young lady and there was a lot that led to this moment, a lot of struggles, a lot of depression, a lot of uh, hopelessness. Um, you know, I struggled a lot as a kid growing up and I got heavily into drugs and alcohol in my early teens through my 20s. And at 29, I was in this perfect storm of events where I was being accused of uh, murder or attempted murder and rape by a girl that I had been seeing that I, that I cared deeply for. And in turn, because of where I was in that moment of my life, I decided that I no wanted, no longer wanted to live this life. It was no longer for me. It was no longer an option. And I jumped headfirst out of a closed window from a three-story loft in Northern California where my foot clipped an awning on the way down. And instead of breaking my neck and killing myself, which is what I intended to do, I ended up annihilating my left arm, broke my right wrist, collapsed my left lung, and broke my vertebrae in my low back where it severed it. Um, and I couldn't walk. Um, basically I survived, but there was a whole lot of wreckage. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that was the monumental story. There's stories all day that led to this one story, but this is definitely what you would call the straw that broke the camel's back. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, I guess I want to kind of ask you, what what social group did you most associate yourself with during high school? And, and what do you think you took from that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's interesting because um, I was kind of like, I had several different groups of friends, really. Um, I had a couple guys that were just really the closest. They were my brothers. They were my, 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 my closest friends in, in, in high school. Um, one of them I'd had grown up with and he had been through some similar, um, trials and tribulations that I've been through. You know, he had parents that were on drugs and came from the broken home. And so him and I naturally had a bond and, and we knew each other since we were young. And then there was another gentleman that, I had met like my eighth grade year when I made baseball all-stars and we had a class together freshman year. And then he became like one of my closest friends. And, and, and so I, I really hung out with a selective couple people and, and, um, but I always associated with the, the jocks and the, you know, the athletes. And, um, we had at our school, you know, Wu-Tang Clan was big at the time. I went to school in the nineties. So nineties hip hop and rap and, and uh, Wu-Tang was a big deal. So you had like the East Coasters, you know, they all wore their camouflage pants and their, you know, big puffy jackets and stuff. And then you had more of us like West Coast guys where we had more of the Dickies and and uh, the Nikes and the white white tees and the baseball hats, you know. And um, so I kind of spread myself out as far as um, the type of people I hung out with. But it was primarily just a a couple few. You know, and, and of course, naturally, my friends had friends, and so we were all associated. But it was usually just a small handful of people that I, I hung out with. Would you say that um, those people that you hung out with, you kind of had to find people that were completely different once you realized that you needed to change your life around? Well, um you know, I didn't know if that's something that I thought about in high school. Um, I think, you know, when you're in high school, you're just thinking about surviving, you know, with all the stuff that was going on at home. Um, I think I was seeking a place of refuge with people that had a more functional family. So when I started hanging out with my buddy Joe in high school, um, you know, he had some sisters and mom and dad were married. They live across the street from the school and Joe had a cousin, Benny and his parents were married. So what happened was, is I think I was drawn more toward a couple people that were more family oriented uh, because I lacked that at home. Hmm. All right. So what I'm really uh, kind of, I kind of want to pivot a little bit. Um, yeah. cause I, I feel like your real story and the story that, uh, that it's hard to talk about is the, the story with, 
the girl that uh, you had that uh, terrible, terrible relationship with. Um, could you go into the sort of like beliefs that you had about yourself while you were in the relationship with her and compare those beliefs that you have about yourself now? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think at the time when I was, when I was seeing her, you know, um, I didn't have a sound belief system other than, um, I was just here and, and I was trying to make something that shouldn't work, work. And, um, you know, I believed, I believed in God. I just didn't really have any type of relationship with him at all. So, you know, I had no structure or guidance or, or core belief system that would prevent me from, you know, shoving drugs in my, my system or drinking alcohol or, um, I mean, you can know that those things are wrong, but you know, there was nothing in my core that shook me to say that, you know, just don't do these things. You know, at the end of the day, what I was really doing was I was, you know, committing a slow suicide. Um, I was consuming all these drugs and this alcohol and, and getting caught up in, in these type of relationships. And it was all just really reckless because I felt that my life wasn't going to be long. Um, I didn't believe that I was going to eventually get married and have a career and, and have kids. And that just wasn't my belief system. My, my belief system was just, you know, I'm going to ride this reckless lifestyle until the wheels fall off, you know? And, uh, there were definitely many times where, you know, I would drink so much alcohol and yeah, I really didn't care if I woke up. And, you know, I, I did so many drugs that if something happened, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I think the, the belief system then and now is, you know, I have great hope for a future and, and, you know, I have a wife and a son and a career and, you know, these new opportunities open up, opening up for me. Um, so everything has, has changed drastically after the events that had taken pl place that night. Isn't it, I think, so odd how a belief, though, is formed? Um, I don't know about you, but one thing that I often do is I do think about death quite a bit. Just For because, sure. For sure. Uh, the thing that I've gone through and just I think it gives you also, my key word is permission to just mm -hmm. do things that you know that you'll be happy with doing that day. And I know both of us have struggled with depression and whatnot. So what do you think yeah. it is though, that, um, take someone that's actually going through this deep, dark depression. Do you think they're actually, uh, capable of using tactics like thinking about your death or using tactics like maybe working out and totally changing? Or do you think they have to go through a very serious trauma before they actually take action and change? Well, I believe that there can be a change in belief system at any time. Um, it just depends on what you're believing and, and what you've submitted to that belief system. You know, I know that throughout the whole process, I was working out all the time. Fitness was one of those things. And I believe that fitness is an avenue to help relieve some of the depression or um, because I got diagnosed with the ADD or ADHD. You know, it, you know fitness was great for that kind of stuff. Um, fitness was great for the depression. Fitness was great for the illusion of everything was fine when it really wasn't. Um, because when people look at you, they're seeing someone that's fit. And usually people see fit people as confident people, right? Um, a lot more confident people because they take care of themselves like that. Um, I believe that, you know, you know, I'm not a doctor and, and, I can't say like clinically about anything, right? I, I can just go based on my personal experiences that I truly believe that uh, a lot of my depression was derived from hopelessness, you know, seeing that there was no future. You know, if, if you can find... Have you ever wanted to be an authority in something that you're really passionate about? To just finally scratch your own itch to take 
a passion and turn it into profit? What if, in a series of interviews, we could give you a format when you answered the right questions and kept on a conversation going for a few weeks, you would have a book that we would help you edit and publish and something that you could t- start telling the world. It would be personal. It would be your story with your memories, with your expertise. You know you have a great story to tell. You know you've lived and learned through so many things. But you keep falling into this chronic idea illness that a lot of us have. Oh, I want to write a book about this or that or this or that. Well, my team is helping people scratch their own itch and get super focused and clear on what it is that they want to have authorship over. Have you always wanted to write your own book? Do you even sometimes say out loud, you know, if only if I had a book, or if only I had just a way to record my thoughts? Well, this is your opportunity. Email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. All right, so we got a little cut off just now, but we're uh, we're back at it. Um, let's not <laughs> not let pretend that that didn't happen or whatnot. But so I uh, we were talking about belief systems, and we were talking about one's ability to actually transition themselves out of that dark, deep depression uh, that some of us are in, and uh, we're basically just you and I are talking to our past selves. And so while we were going through that, do you think that we had to go through that traumatic event or go through that big sort of big change in our life to actually, well, change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I did. I know that, uh, you know, as, as traumatic as that event was that, you know, there was some s- deep seated emotional, mental, spiritual, um, things that needed to happen within me. So for me, I believe that that major traumatic experience had to happen. Does it have to happen for everybody? No, I don't believe it has to. Um, I know that, you know, suffering from like depression and, and that is, uh, it's hard, you know, and, and I know that when I was going through it, I could mask it with some drugs and alcohol, uh, hanging out with people, uh, fitness, you know, I could always find ways to, to distract it. Um, but my worst enemy was being alone. Um, you know, and I don't think that prior to my, my incident that I could, I was ever good alone at all, not without burying myself in something, you know, now it's different, you know, now it's completely different because my belief system, everything has changed. Like, you know, I have a newfound joy and, and, and happiness and, and love for life. And, and, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, God sparing my life that night. So, um, you know, I, I think through that depression and, and finding hope and finding peace and, um, finding purpose too, you know, I think, uh, purpose helps alleviate a lot of that stuff. We, we walk through life just not having purpose or not knowing what our purpose is. And, a lot of times we're impacted by the things that happen around us and at, and we have too many questions and, and we don't know the answers to those questions, you know? So, um, back to your original question, I think that that traumatic event is what changed my life forever. I think that's the traumatic event I needed in my life to make that change. That's interesting. That's really interesting. You're talking about loneliness and how, uh, for you, it was really hard for you to be alone during that time because it was just sort of that poison. Uh, it kind of, mm-hmm. I want to kind of have a discussion about the end real quick. And 
how seeing the end for yourself and just a, a glimpse where you actually thought it was going to be the end. Um, and uh, uh, the question I really want to ask is sort of like, do you try to rewrite your bio almost every single day as a habit to just remind you of the things that are really important so you don't get confused again? You know, I, I, I know what I'm here for. Um, there's no confusion at this point. I think that part of, you know, my struggle was a lot of confusion. You know, um, I'm just not confused. I'm not confused. I'm, I'm curious, right? Like, you know, I know there are great things to come. I know great things are going to happen. I know the direction in which I'm taking my life and trying to use my story in order to help people. So, um, will I always get what I want out of that day in a sense of what I want to accomplish? You know, I just kind of roll with it, you know? Um, but you know, there's, there's no more confusion, you know, uh, there's no more depression. There's, there's no more questions. It's just sheer excitement on uh, the things that are to come, you know, and my, my hope is in those things. You know, I believe that if you're out there, you know, sharing love and, and uh, sharing your life and sharing your experiences with people to help them not have to suffer a lot of the stuff that you suffer or help them understand that someone else has been there and done that. And, you know, they kind of want to show you a, a, a way to get through that. Like, that's what it's all about for me now. That's what that bio is all about. It's like, you know, how can I make a difference? Even, you know, just being friendly to people on a day-to-day basis, you're, you're making a difference in someone's life. You, you know, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what's going on in their head. And just a smile, a hi, how are you doing? Like just the little tiny things. Like I'm not even talking about tapping into anything else. Just the basic things in life. Like those are game changers for a lot of people. You can change someone's day. You can change their, their outlook, you know? Um, and and I think that's kind of part of the bio that I try to write every single day. You know, I wake up and I'm very thankful and very grateful and I get to roll over and look at my beautiful wife and listen to my little baby boy and go pick him up and play with him and see the, the innocence and the purity in him. And, you know, I would have never had these things if uh, that fatal night had gone the way that I had planned it. Um, so I just, when I, my feet hit that floor, man, I just want to go out there and I want to put a smile on people's face and I want to give them a sense of hope and an inspiration and encouragement, you know? Um, and sometimes that's conversations like this and other times it's just a Hey, smile. Logan Tyler Nelson here. I just want to ask you if you could please share this episode really quick and pay me the best compliment ever by doing so. Because maybe you found this episode informative or making you feel like you're less alone in this struggle that we call life (laughs) or maybe you realize that hey we're all figuring this out or maybe you have a friend that is just confused right now please pay me the best compliment ever by just taking the time and sharing this i would really appreciate it but don't ever forget you matter and you're enough back to my interview oh man oh wow uh the thing is is um I'm realizing that life is really just about the nuances of it, the the nuances of it, uh, the yeah. small investments, the sort of like person that we see on stage, like as Tony Robbins or the people that we are really inspired to be like, like that didn't happen in just an hour for them. Like that happened with like yeah. small little, like, like you said, opening up the door for somebody or smiling at someone or picking up someone that you really care about, like those little things and just deciding. So it's not so confusing because I think that's what happens. That's why people actually read books about finding your purpose is because it's not that they're confused or they're lost. It's just, they need a a reinventing of themselves to really find out what matters and, and what, little small investments they actually want to put themselves into. So I want to ask you what three small investments other than just picking up your boy, um, opening up the door for somebody and giving someone a smile and also just sharing your story every day. What small three investments do you think 
you would like to start doing every single day for your life so you can really, 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 really be happy with the gravestone that you have at the end of it all? Well, I know that there's things that I already apply. I don't know how much more I can actually add to what I already do. Um, you know, I think <laughs> just being grateful is an investment. You know, uh, being grateful for what you have and where you're at, um, understanding the possibilities and where you're going, that's an investment, man. Um, you know, to love somebody, you know, when, when you're, when you're loving somebody, it's like putting money in a savings account. It's like putting money in the bank, you know, you know, that's an investment, right? You know, you're loving people, you know, sharing, sharing's another one. So it's like sharing your experiences, uh, just the fact that you may not have all the answers, you may not have it all figured out, but the fact that you're open to be transparent and vulnerable and, and to be able to share with other people. I mean, these are those things, you know, these are those things that we're starting to lose in this culture. You know, we're losing love in our, in our society. We're, we're losing the ability to be vulnerable and share. People want to share, but they want to share like, on a, a level that just really feeds themselves and doesn't feed other people. You know, you want to nourish the people around you. Um, you know, when we're starting to lose a lot of that, you know, uh, people are running around with their heads cut off and, and trying to impress the next guy. It's like, it's not even, it's not about that. Like it, your, your purpose isn't to try to go please everybody or try to impress people. That's, that's not your purpose. Um, you may, you may think it is, but that's definitely not your purpose. You're not going to please everybody. You know, you're not going to impress everybody. That's stressful, man. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Um, it's hard to swallow and you're so not alone <laughs> in those. It is. It really is. Cause of course we want to be liked by everybody. Um, For sure. But I want to switch gears and uh, do some what I call scratching the surface curiosity questions. <laughs> where, right. where, uh, yeah, I, I, we spoke off air about that a little bit. And um, it's yeah. just more of a way to, first of all, say whatever first thing comes to your mind. And then second of all, to really make some people feel less alone. Right. And uh, we'll see where it goes, okay? Yeah, for sure. Fired up. All right. All right. So uh, what's a really bad thought that you keep having during the day that you just kind of wish you didn't have anymore? A bad thought that I keep having. Um, <laughs> a bad thought. It's going to sound like, huh? I think about cookies and pop tarts a lot. Is that, does that, is that count as a bad thought? Right? Like knowing, no. <laughs> knowing, knowing the outcome of what cookies and pop tarts are, like knowing they're absolutely no good for my health. Maybe a cookie after a great leg workout, but, um, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, um, <laughs> I think, you know, uh, in all honesty, I think one of my struggles, man, is that, you know, is my story going to, uh, or my ability to, to walk out into this world and, and try to make a difference? Is it really going to make a difference? Right. I think that's kind of one of those little lies that whisper in your head, you know, are you really going to make a difference? You know, is this really all about everyone else? And is it not really all about you? You know, your your mind and that little voice can play some serious games. Yeah, that's the that's the uh, nastiness that that could go on on a on a regular. You know, even if it's just small and if it's momentarily, um, that's a possibility. I know that there are times where I get struck with that. You know. Yeah, certainly. Uh, but. It is the, sort of just the two consciousness that play tricks on you. The one consciousness telling you that, yes, you are doing exactly what you need to be doing. And then the other one going, no, your message is a waste of time. Like no one's going to listen sure. to this and actually personalize with it, which is it, which you, I'll tell you what, it's wrong because <laughs> I heard, sure. I heard your story and I reached out to you right away. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah. Are you going to touch everybody? No. Are you going to touch somebody that's going to touch another person to another person? Yes. So for sure. 
Um, yeah, you know, there's there's that battle, man. And and to me, it's a spiritual battle. It's the battle of like God and the devil, right? Like, you know, when I when I'm hearing something and it gives me anxiety or it it takes away my peace or my joy or it makes me you know uh, nervous or angry, like, well, that's not that's not legit. You know, that's, that's not legit, but I got to step away from that voice, right? Like, I'm not trying to hear that voice, but when the, when, when the opposing voice gives me, you know, it's, it's settling and it's, it's peaceful, you know, and it's like, ah, you know, you just keep putting one foot ahead of the other. That's all you need to do. That's all you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about impressing everybody and, and reaching the whole world, right? Like you just, you just keep doing what you're doing. And that gives me you know, that gives me peace. So, you know, there's definitely that battle, those, those two entities. Yeah. Ah, tug of war. I want to move For on sure. to the next question. Um, For sure. this one is, uh, just, uh, don't think too hard about it, but sometimes people do. <laughs> For uh, sure. what is, what is that one thing that you wanted to do as a child that you thought was going to be the thing that you would be a professional at? And now you're oh. not doing that at all. Easy, easy baseball player, hands down, no doubt about it. Like my childhood dream was to play for the Oakland A's. Um, you know, that was my childhood dream. I loved baseball. Baseball was my first love. You know, um, the moment I was able to throw a ball and swing a bat and man, I just loved the sport, man. And I loved watching and I loved going to the games. I, you know, it was just a great game, you know, uh, still is a great game. I still love the game. But being a baseball player, hands down, was always my dream. So, uh, to piggyback off that, like, now I play softball, right? You know, I'm almost 40, and uh, there's not too many fast-pitch overhand baseball leagues that I could play for, or even that I'd be good at at this point. So, um, I have to settle for softball, which is cool because I still get to be kind of like that big kid on that baseball field or that softball diamond that, that I wanted to be as a kid. It kind of lets me be a kid to go out there and play softball. So, so baseball would be the answer for sure. That is uh that's solid. That is solid. Except <laughs> I did, I did say the thing that you're not doing at all nowadays, but you're still kind of dabbling. Well, so that's awesome. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Hold on. Dang. Well, I ruined that. I totally ruined that. Well, I mean, ah, what would I be doing? So I remember at one point, uh, when I was young, I wanted to be a firefighter. So, I mean, but I think all of us go through that. I'm sure you went through that, man. Like, I think we all like the heroics of being a firefighter. So I'll trade in my glove on this one and I'll say that, you know, um, you know, I, I guess I always had the desire to help people. And I think that the firefighter was that way. Right. So I'm, I'm definitely not putting out fires. Um, you know, I'm not saving any kitties from the tree at all. You know, it's not what I'm doing. So, so does that work a little bit better, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're not saving any kitties. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not saving any kitties, man. <laughs> but, but you're saving, um, you're saving curiosity cats like myself every day. So I'll keep doing uh, it. Oh, I like that. I like that creativity. I like how you just use that. I like that a lot. Oh, oh well, uh, you gave it to me. Um, I want to. <laughs> I want to ask you um, if you could be one person uh, for an entire month, who would it be and why? Dang, bro. I have absolutely no idea. Like, <laughs> wow. Um, wow. One person that I could be, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd be Jesus, but um, I'm not, pro I'm not going to tell you like, wait, do what? What part of his life, though? Like, <laughs> do I have to, like, get beat and whipped and spit on and kicked and, like, throw hardware on my back and, like, you know, crawl up a, a, a hill? <laughs> or do I get to be the one that's just, like, hanging out with the boys, encouraging them, going fishing with them? Like, which 30 days in his life, right? Because, um, honestly, I don't know who I would honestly man pretty good question how about this who would you be enlighten <laughs> me <laughs> right like let's turn the tables real quick man <laughs> who would you be who would i be i would actually like no joke without a doubt 
100%. I want to know what it would be like to be Tony Robbins for just a month. <laughs> for just a month? Yeah. yeah. But what stage? Oh, you're talking about like here and now in this moment, like someone that's living today? Yeah, no, that's even more specific. But I think that I would like to have the, <laughs> the tools that he has right now that he's created for himself and actually live as Tony Robbins just for a month, just to see like what goes <laughs> through his head. Um, for sure. And I'm not sure. I'm not like the thing is, though, I've actually operated in such a system for the last like two months where I've kind of had to like, I don't know if you went through this. This could be a whole nother podcast because. Gosh, I have, I have to talk about beliefs and whatnot, but I've yeah. actually, uh, started to own myself more and like wear sweats, like wear sweats shirts and sweat sweatpants as much as possible. Like let myself yeah. look the way I want to look <laughs> for sure. And not bro. care about anyone else. And like, if they don't like the way I look, like that's their problem. That's not for mine. Sure. Like that's theirs. And it's not like FU world at all. Nah. It's not, it's just, it's about, um, honing in on my own. Well, you know, it's about no. being comfortable, man. It's about being yeah. comfortable, man. You know, like I'm, I'm with you, you know, I'm a fitness trainer and, and from my understanding, you're, you're doing this something very similar. So, um, you know, I like my hoodies. I, I like my, you know, my compression pants and my, my shorts and, you know, my t-shirts or my dry fit clothes, like, dude, I'm comfortable, man. Like, I'm not, who needs to impress anybody? You know, I just want to be comfortable. That's all. So, I am with you on that. I mean, we can sweat it up all day, man. Just wear those hoodies <laughs> and those sweatpants, bro. Wear your sneakers, man. That's cool. I love it. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. And I do want to ask you, though, because... <laughs> This one, this one's like usually a very hard thing for people to answer, but they need to answer it. For sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're like, I'm uh, ready, man. <laughs> Bring it, bro. <laughs> Ante- anticipation, anticipation, anticipation. Right, right. Um, so if you could tell your past self mm. this one thing, X, Y, Z, do you think that it would change the trajectory of yourself right now? No. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I believe that there's nothing that anyone was going to say to me or anything I was going to tell myself at any age. Um, that would have changed absolutely anything. I think that my experience alone is what needed to change me. Um, it, it had to, yeah. You know, there's nothing I could have told myself. There's n- nothing a soul could have told me to change absolutely anything because as you know, you know, being a guy who, uh, you know, ADD or ADHD and and suffering from depression. Like, you know, you and I have had similar walks in this life and, uh, and, uh, there's nothing that people are really going to tell us that are going to change us. Right. Because our mind becomes this battle zone that we're just a slave to and we're just stuck to it. And, um, you know, I think you could speak for it yourself, you know, there's no one really speaking into our lives that is changing anything. It's just our life experiences and what we're doing. And, um, the, you know, these, these events that keep taking place that are kind of molding us into the people that we are today. So I hope that answers that question. It does like so, so (laughs) much. Um, I, I, I went all like really dramatic with it. I don't know why. (laughs) It's cool, man. No, it's cool, man. Like, you know, these are real questions and these are things that people think about. And, you know, that's, I've, I've been asked a similar question before. And the truth is, is that, you know, the question I was asked actually, bro, is, uh, you know, uh, would you, what would you tell yourself at the age of 20? Right. What would, what would Rob at almost 40 tell Rob at almost 20? 
And what would you change? You know, and, and the truth is, man, as much crummy stuff that has happened through adolescent and teen and 20 and breaking my back at 29 and learning how to walk again and all of it, those are all still experiences. And, and to be honest, as good as I am right now in this place, in this moment, you know, there was nothing I would change, man. Um, because the, the relationships that went bad, I get to, I get to reach out and I get to change those relationships or, or, or at least try to, or, or, or develop something. And, you know, everything that has happened has made me, me. And I love me, man. I love my, I love my life. I, I love everything that's going on. I love all the possibilities of all the cool things that are starting to unfold. Even if none of it unfolds, just, just understanding that this life is a, a wonderful journey. And I finally made it to a place of like, you know what? I am content. We always want a little bit more, but I am content and I am full of love and I am full of life and I'm full of gratefulness and appreciation. Like, would I have all that without my experiences? Probably not. And kudos to the guy that can, you know, uh, kudos to you, man. Whoever you are out there listening, kudos for like, you know, if you haven't had traumatic events in your life and, and you are in, in such a good place, like I give a high five to your parents because I guarantee that they're probably still married and they, they poured so much love into your life. And, you know, for you, for making good choices on, on who your friends were and where you went to school, all that stuff, you know, um, you know, I didn't make those sound choices, but I'm okay with it. Wow. Um, well, I, I immediately have the instinct to try to like drive it back to, uh, being down and dark, but I'm not going to, I'm going to let <laughs> no, it, it's no, I'm going to let it end. And no, <laughs> I want to keep, man. I got thank you. I'm doing me <laughs> by, uh, <laughs> by ending it strong with that. That's a, it was a lovely note to end on. Uh, thank sure. you so much, Rob. Uh, yes. If people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, so I just uh, started my own website. It's called robdeckerspeaks.com. It's going to be a page where, you know, uh, I was actually on the 700 Club, uh, CBN. It's the Christian Broadcasting Network. They they did my testimony. So you can actually watch the video that they created. Um, all my podcasts, uh, South Bay Health Magazine here in Southern California wrote an article about me. Um, I'm working on some other stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all these things and I'm going to throw it on the webpage and you can always reach me at Rob at robdeckerspeaks.com. You have any questions for me, you want to email me. Um, the website will have my Facebook and my, my, uh, Instagram. So, you know, you can follow me there and, and message me from there. Um, and, and use the webpage to help other people. You know, Hey, I know a guy that's been through it. Hey, check out his story. You know, I mean, that's what it's there for. Even if I never develop a personal relationship with you or we never communicate, you know, it's always a place that you can lead other people to, um, to throw a little light on their situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you that needs to listen to this right now, you know who you are and you know that question that you got to ask yourself, that serious, curious question, which is what do I want on my gravestone? And then what do I actually want to do today to start like simply just taking one step towards that? Um, don't wait. Don't wait. Just right, right when you're done with this, listen to this podcast. Like the transitions are hard and I get that, but you can scratch your own itch and just get super, super, super curious about it and then take one more step and create it and then start to be compassionate with it by sharing it. So, uh, without further ado, uh, everyone that's listening to this, uh, cause there's millions of you. No, just you. One person. <laughs> I only want, I just want one person to listen to this right now and really take serious action and, uh, reach out to Rob because he's become such a great friend of mine. And I'm really, 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 really happy that he's in my life. And the guy, I mean, he's no joke. Like he will respond to you and he will make sure you're doing good every single day and he will be there for you and uh the reason why at the end he said like his he loves his life is because he knows that once he started 
stopped caring about himself so much and he started being selfless, well, guess what? That little selflessness just made him infinitely more happy. And so you can do it too. Like you can start by getting on the community of, you know, our Facebook group, Scratch Your Own Itch, or reaching out to Rob and just getting yourself out there. It sucks at first. I'm not going to lie to you. It sucks. <laughs> but it gets, but it gets easier, right? That's, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. You're the man, bro. You're the man. <laughs> thank you. All right. We'll end it that's out. Safe. Um, and Rob, we'll have you back on the show for sure. But thank you so much for being Thanks, on. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. And, uh, I appreciate your friendship, buddy. Thanks, dude. All right. Well, there's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with Rob Decker and myself. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day like this to just honestly listen. Uh, it means the world to me. I really appreciate it. Also, um, if you could hit that subscribe button to be notified every single time a new episode comes out. And if you share this with anybody, it means the world to me. Ah, thank you so much for taking the time to just share it with me. Share it with, not me, I mean someone. Uh, that means a lot. See, I mess up. The humans are perfectly imperfect. And so I'm not going to edit that out. I just want you to know that the next time you mess up, if you could smile at it instead of being like, gosh, I suck, just smile at it and go, you know what? I'm perfectly imperfect. And, um, hey, guess what? Don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough. <laughs>